welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute Impri New Delhi Sami you can start A very good evening to one and all. I extend my warm welcome to you to the episode four of the State of the Environment Planet Talks with me, Simi Mehta. Over 5.5 million tons of waste is produced each day across the globe, and only 60% of the total global solid waste is disposed through scientific and sustainable manner, ultimately contributing to environmental pollution and public health risks. as the pandemic disrupts fragile waste management ecosystems it is becoming more and more important for nations across the globe to understand how covid-19 is affecting waste management efforts and what should be done to understand the challenges that are faced by india uh, during the ongoing pandemic in terms of waste management with ever increasing piling up of uh, biomedical waste like ppes face masks gloves etc etc and to design uh, and implement effective strategies for uh, managing solid waste during and post corona virus pandemic we have with us professor brajesh kumar dubey from the pk sinha center for bioenergy and renewables indian institute of technology kharagpur an expert on integrated solid waste management thank you very much sir for joining us thank you it is my pleasure to introduce to him uh, introduce to you professor dubey professor dubey calls likes to call himself a garbologist he holds a phd in environmental engineering sciences from the university of florida usa he has been an endeavor fellow at the deakin university an assistant professor and graduate faculty at environmental engineering program school of engineering at university of gulf canada adjunct international faculty at amrita center for sustainable development in uh, tamil nadu um, assistant professor and graduate faculty of environmental engineering at the university of auckland in new zealand postdoctoral fellow at the department of engineering environmental engineering sciences at university of florida um professor dubey has been invited by different universities and institutions from across the world for sharing his expertise and research and has published over 200 research articles books book chapters monographs etc it is a matter of great privilege sir, for us to have you over uh, at the center at the talk by the center for uh, environment climate change and sustainable development thank you very much sir again for joining us over to you sir thank you thank you uh, simi uh, for the wonderful introduction so i'll get started so what uh, i have uh, uh, i have prepared uh, some slides so i'll go over those slides first then we will uh, get into the discussion on that so i'll go ahead and share my screen okay yes so you can you can see that i think yes so we'll do it on screen sure yes 
Okay, so as uh, the title of today's uh, webinar and uh, further uh, discussion is on what India needs for effective waste management during and post coronavirus pandemic. We are in the middle of the pandemic. I hope we are towards the end of the pandemic. I actually, I hope it every day that it should end now. It has been too much for last nine months. And, uh, but uh, during this nine months, a lot of things has happened. Uh, the way we have been shopping around has changed. The way we are, uh, our day-to-day -to -day life has also changed. So all these things has an impact on uh, how the waste is being generated. What, what is the, com what, what kind of waste is being generated? and from where the waste is being generated. So for example, if you look at uh, the industries, uh, like uh, the, uh, the uh, hotel industries, the restaurants, they were closed for most part of this uh, pandemic. They have opened for last uh, month or maybe two months or like that, but still they are running at low capacity and they are running it with, they cannot uh, serve people in the restaurant, uh, depending on where you are in the country, there are different uh, rules are slightly different. But for example, in, uh, in my area here, it's only takeouts. I cannot go and eat at a restaurant. It's only takeout right now. So, and that, that has changed the way. So you will not get too much garbage coming from those places, uh, but you will get gar more garbage mac packaging and other stuff coming from individual houses. Swiggy, Zomato, and all those stuff, uh, Amazon, uh, Flipkart. So a lot of uh, activities have happened and that has changed the way the waste is being produced. And over on top of that, the problem of this virus, the fear of the virus and the impact of virus on how the waste is being managed. So that is what we are going to talk about today. And and we are also going to talk about that what we need to do as a country to manage the waste properly, not even during this pandemic, but even after that. So because as many of you uh, who have joined this webinar, you are kind of little, I assume that you are at, at least a little bit familiar with uh, the waste management scenario. So I, as you know, there are certain issues uh, in terms of waste management in, in our country, which needs uh, attention, uh, which needs a lot of uh, 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 like intervention from different stakeholders. So Simi was giving you a number as well in terms of how much waste is being produced uh, uh, per day. Uh, this is a global number. The world is generating 2.01 billion tons uh, and that's an annual number. What Simi told was a daily number. So we, pr we produce uh, more than 2.01 billion tons of municipal solid waste daily and in, in a, sorry, annually uh, in a year. And if the weight is continuing today, if it, it keeps on continuing along the same line, we are going to see a waste of around 3.4 billion tons by 2050. So that's a lot of waste to be managed. And India being the second most populous country as of today, and probably the most populous country by 2050, because we'll, prob we'll probably overtake China uh, before that. So we will be the one country which, which will have to manage a lot of waste. Our per capita waste generation is still small, but the total waste that we produce is quite high. Now, what is there in the waste? And if you look at individually, we have metals, which is around 4%. We have glass, which is around 5%. And uh, we have uh, plastic, where we have paper, then we have food waste. So we have plastic 12%, paper 17%, and food waste is around 44%. Now, individually, if you look at like metal individually or glass or plastic or paper, they are uh, recycled. They can be recyclable. 
they they are easily there is a market for this recycled paper there is a market for recycled uh, plastic there is a market for recycled glass there is a market for recycled metal and uh, so this can be easily recycled if and that's a big if if we can keep the waste separated and in waste management term we call it segregated so segregation of waste and that's very very important we'll talk about that uh, in a, in a minute so waste segregation municipal solid waste management rules 2016 tells us that you should at least have wet and dry segregation now wet waste is our food and greens so this is our wet wet waste dry waste with all these four categories and there are could be some more categories out there so if we can keep these four categories segregated with the food waste separate then our concrete bricks street sweepings they are all collected segregated then we can make use of most of these waste material so what is the problem the problem is the waste is getting totally mixed up as you see in your town and cities in india and uh, as uh, wherever you go out you see the waste is totally mixed up we have the food waste there with the paper with the plastic glass metals everything is mixed together now when everything gets mixed together it becomes very 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 difficult to manage that garbage it, in fact there is there is uh, hardly any technology out there there are some who claims to do it but uh, they also have not shown very good uh, result so at least if you look at uh, the technologies they all work on the principle of sort segregated garbage just fuel this last week on saturday evening uh, we had uh, um, this vibhav summit this vibhav summit on uh, waste management solid waste management and waste to wealth was on saturday evening on 10th of october and i was uh, asked to chair that session and we had several presenter from india as well as from abroad as you probably know webho is uh, kind of bringing the indian uh, experts and, uh, and uh, uh, international experts of indian origin and together and we are looking at indian problem try to solve indian problem so it's if you look with the if and i think that video will be available if you have not watched it it will be on youtube soon so if you see that most of the technology that was presented and in fact i would say all of the technology that was presented on that particular evening worked on the principle that it has to be sort segregated garbage and we can we saw a lot of potential if we have sort segregated garbage but when things gets mixed up it is actually becomes very very difficult and only thing you can do with this mixed garbage is probably put it in a sanitary landfill we call it engineered landfill or try to do the gas generation and do use the landfill gas to energy many some north american uh, cities do that and some other cities around the world do that as well but that's that's a not a better way of doing it we can recycling most of it doing the resource recovery in terms of compost or biogas anaerobic digestion plant these days we are also talking about getting hydrogen out of this uh, uh, waste and so technology is already there but this food waste has to be just food waste if it mixed with others it's uh, the value is lost so if you look at in terms of we are in south asia south asia 334 million tons of that's the waste uh, uh, that is being um, uh, it's being uh, produced and this number will only go up so and uh, so we there is a lot of jobs which will which can be created in this sector as we are talking about economy today that we need to create more jobs and other stuff this is one sector which can produce lots of green jobs and can bring lot of uh, uh, revenue to the government as well so more, but we have to encourage this sort segregation 
and this is uh, what i have been trying to propon uh, like uh, trying to uh, talk about again and again some of you may have heard me before some of for you some of the things i'm saying i may have said said same thing 3 years ago because that's i think is the number one thing to do segregation 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 this was this piece was written by me in economic times in january 2018 where effective waste for effective waste disposal segregation is the key because if if the waste is not segregated we are seeing lots of problem in the sector in india the smart cities program that the government of india has launched that also talks about waste management like one out of six areas that has been identified is waste management and so there is a push from the government side there is that such bharat mission such a sarvechan survey a smart cities program a skill india now like atmanirbhar bharat so there are several programs out there through which we need to tap in the resources from those programs and we need to make this ulbs get those resources that hard infrastructure that needs to be built so that we can do a smart waste management system in the country so how the waste is managed today the most favored is prevention or minimization reuse recycle and the least favored is disposal so we go from top to bottom most favored is on the top side as we go down it is the it kind of goes down 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 and then least favored is this but what is happening today most and most of waste is just getting disposed that to in dump sites not even an engineered landfill mostly dump site less is recycled less is reused and less is the prevention and that's not only in our country that is uh, as simi was trying uh, simi was uh, saying during the intro as well this is a global problem it's a global issue uh, so if you look at for example this is a global map of how the waste is being managed around the around the around the world and uh, so data like this takes time to come so this is few years old data but things does not change overnight that much so if if, if you just compare so if you look at india Uh, mostly 90% more than 90% of the waste was just going to the dump site while if you look at the europe it was 30% so even in europe mostly from eastern european countries western european countries were actually doing better uh, eastern european countries is which which are struggling is still struggling and uh, so there nearly 30% still goes to but there it is mostly engineered landfill in our case it's mostly un, like a Uh, dump sites and which creates problem in terms of the groundwater contamination in terms of air pollution and uh, methane getting out landfill catching fire during the month of december january when it becomes very dry you see that uh, kolkata landfill is on fire bombay landfill is on fire many times you hear the delhi landfill is on fire that's because we are not managing those waste disposal sites properly and if you see the example everywhere like even in us uh, they they have to do and uh, they they need to improve their waste management system they are doing better than us but is uh, they are doing much better than us but still they have to improve quite a bit so if you look at this, this is the recycling this circle with this uh, recycle symbol 24% waste recycle there 39% in uk 43% in europe uh, european union and if you look at western european that number may be close to 60% so western european countries are doing really well uh but there again it is the source segregation uh those of us who has a chance to travel to those countries we know that when we when we stay say for a few months we have to learn how to segregate the garbage and then we have to put the segregated garbage correctly otherwise the waste will not be picked up and if the waste is not picked up it becomes your headache to uh to try to find go and dispose that waste at the waste disposal center and uh, you may get fined as well so 
so then the, the reinforcement uh, proper rule and proper infrastructure so those are really uh, critical which is needed now in indian context we have uh, in terms of status of solid waste management in india this data is from cpcb 2015 data we don't have the newer data this is another one area which we need to really work on we need to improve our data uh, we need to have uh, uh, like they do in us and the other countries where uh, every every other year they have a they do a waste audit what is waste audit every big city and town will do their uh, um, Uh, like uh, how much waste is being produced so they do it every 2 years every 3 years maximum every 5 years they will have that waste audit and that waste audit will give from every small cities and towns the number will get collected at the state level and then the number gets collected at the federal level so we have a federal picture of what is there in the garbage and then we have the state level picture as well because see india is a big country every state is slight is different there is some states gets a lot of rainfall other states gets less rainfall so garbage will be dry in some area garbage will not be that much dry in the other area so it cannot be one size fit all solution although our rules are kind of like that we have a one size fit all but then we need to we need to work on our rules and try to make it kind of a bit flexible because it it has to be a guideline from the federal government but things has to be left at the state level to do certain things as well because some some facilities uh, some cities uh, some uh, states as you will see they are most more urbanized some are less urbanized so waste quant waste quantity waste quality all changes as you uh, move from one uh, state to another state you may not realize that because it is a subtle difference but even that difference does lead to changes in your waste uh, calorific value Uh, biodegradability of the waste, and that dictates whether you should go for a waste to energy plant, whether you could go for a compost plant. So all those things. Uh, as, so in terms of in India, only 70% of the waste is collected, and that's uh, again, uh, uh, I would I would say it's more of on a uh, uh, kind of lenient side. I think we probably collect even less than that. And out of the collected, all nearly around 25% is only treated. Rest is all going to the dump site. we have some compost plant biomethanation plant rdf plant and waste to energy plant those things were within pipeline and many of those are working so many of those are not working actually many of those are struggling to work just because of mixed garbage and uh, once uh, the places where it is working they have done at least some sort of uh, source segregation of garbage so this is a typical how the waste is people will come to your house this is from the wisac where they are doing the wet and dry separate collection uh, the primary collection the food waste is collected this is again part of a project that we are working on with the wisac uh, uh, municipal corporation where we looked at uh, how the waste uh, is managed and then uh, wh how what they should do with the garbage so we have been involved in doing some of these uh, uh, kind of uh, technical uh, help uh, to uh, wisac city in terms of how better manage uh, their uh, waste and uh, and th that includes your domestic waste drain cleaning waste street sweeping waste from market waste from hotels uh, wet as well as the dry waste from the hotel and then it's uh, going to a, the old dump site they're working on bioremediation they are thinking of setting up a waste to energy plant and also a sanitary landfill and then they have a composting unit so as long as they are able to do the separate collection they are able to, uh, they uh, but uh, from from the areas where they are not able to do separate collection other than uh, the sanitary landfill there is no other really option out there 
so this is some more examples of where uh, like we have we have been working with several smart cities in india like wisec you heard about that we have done some work with guwahati i have worked with uh, kolkata and then we have done some kind of i will not say we didn't had a project with them but we have uh, uh, we have visited and uh, discussed uh, uh, smart city programs with several cities of the first lot of first 20 cities so and we have collected these pictures from uh, these are our own pictures of uh, uh, where we visited these plants as you can see there are things happening in the country as well there are some very good examples like in alappi and then there is a uh, uh, indor uh there is uh, places in in goa area so there are uh, uh, if you look at uh, yeah, on the internet you will find that there are few cities who are actually doing quite decent work in this area so they have this biodegradable separate where it uh, gets a uh, composted or biomethanation plant done or uh, where the dry waste is collected separate and then they have uh, uh, these kind of uh, like a recycling facilities in place where the materials are recycled and sold off um so how to go about like in terms of whether a pandemic non pandemic this is a general stuff then we'll get into pandemic uh, in a minute in a few minutes so for any waste management infra like uh, for any city first we have to find out what is the need how much what is what how much waste we are producing actually in what quantity we are producing and what is there in the garbage some of you who have heard me before i kind of relate this to uh, getting your blood your blood test done urine test done x ray done say if i have if i'm going through certain disease certain illness i get to get certain diagnosis done first then i can go to the doctor and the doctor will go through the diagnosis and then based on the diagnosis he will write the prescription so here as well identifying the need and reviewing existing system these are all your diagnosis in terms of finding what is there in the garbage what is the what kind of garbage i am producing but i am saying i means my city my town is producing and uh, how much so those data is important and those realistic data don't uh, no guesstimates actual data because if you don't have actual data many of the plants have already failed we don't want to Uh, repeat the same thing again. So we need actual data, and I'll uh, and we have done that actual data in Wisec. Uh, we have done that actual data in Guwahati. We have done that actual data partly in Kolkata, not for full Kolkata, but uh, for part of the Kolkata we have done that work. So, so we review the existing system, then review what is the regulation out there. then you come up with a decision making framework like what what kind of uh, infrastructure we need to develop you need to establish objectives identify what will be the potential components based on once you have an idea of what is there in the garbage you can see based to energy will work composting will work uh, biomethanation will work you come up with those components compare the option develop the plan implement the plan and then evaluate the plan again so you usually we make it a 25 years plan and but uh, we uh, revisit the plan for every 5 years and look at how that plan is really working on on a 5 year to 5 year basis and then do you modify the plan if needed and throughout that process education public participation and outreach so stuff like that that we we are doing today it's very very important where we need to uh, educate people uh, we do the lot of capacity building uh, uh, to the people and get the people on board because every day you are getting garbage from their homes so if the if uh, public does not participate it's very difficult to do a very effective waste management and mm -hmm. of uh, So once you have done those exercises, then you come up with whether it's a biological conversion, chemical conversion, thermal conversion. There are several technologies out there. I will not go into detail of those. Each one of these technologies have their merits and demerits. We have to identify which one will work best in our city, in our town, and 
by after having a good understanding of the garbage and whenever whenever we make decision we should also look at are we really doing environmental good or we are doing just the problem shifting this picture here it gives illustrate that point that this gentleman has a diesel car and he feels like oh i'm so dirty i feel so dirty because i'm exhaust putting all these exhaust there now he bought a electric car and he feels very clean because there is hardly any exhaust but this electric car is working on the battery battery has to be charged and the charge of the battery is coming from coal based thermal power plant now the coal based thermal power plant is giving all these emissions out there so are we really doing good to the environment by buying this electric car we don't know we have to do something what is known as the life cycle assessment we need to do that uh, and in fact one of my master student did that uh, two years ago uh, last year actually and what we found is with the present energy mix of india if say tomorrow if we convert all our car to electric car say tomorrow all of a sudden all our car disappears and instead of we get all the electric cars on the road we are actually not doing any environmental good uh, to our uh, to the system it will look good on the on your uh, roads but total environmental emissions if you look at in fact it will go a little bit on the worst side uh, because this uh, uh, this if you look, i'm talking about globally now with this rare earth metals that is required to make all those electric car batteries they are coming they go through a very rigorous mining operation that is there's a huge environmental footprint your battery which needs to be charged present energy mix in india which is heavy on coal power again we'll have a lot of uh, emissions coming out like this so it's it will it, uh, environmentally actually does not make sense uh yes uh, it may look good it may sound good and we have to go to that route at some point of time uh but first we need to work on our energy mix we have to fix the energy mix to make it more uh, uh, renewables so that we can use uh, more renewables in there coming to waste to energy in india uh that's why i'm saying having a holistic approach what i was trying to talk about here is having a holistic approach so waste to energy in india this is this came out in 2018 uh, by swati uh, singh sambyal and richa uh, they have written it uh, in uh, uh, it's a to burn or not to burn um so as you can see capacity in megawatt 69.2 was operational and then this much on the construction this much pro proposed some of these may already been uh, uh, they may, may have made already but look at this number which i want you to highlight non functional almost as much as what is operational so why did they fail we have to really do that we have to as a as a citizen of this country as a tax payer citizen of this country i have i need to find out like what really went wrong what happened to my tax payers money in these plants why did they did not function so that we don't repeat the same mistake in these we should fix that mistake so that they, we should have uh, the non functional should go down over the years and it should not it should not go up so that's kind of uh, and and again the one of the reason for that was lack of source aggregation so i give you one example of uh, uh, one pro project as for as a concept of circular economy this is one project that we have developed recently and uh, it has got a lot of press coverage uh, some of you may have seen that where we took this food waste again source aggregated 
yard waste sorts so yard waste means anything from your yard backyard and front yard so leaves and twigs and those kind of stuff again it is source segregated no plastics nothing in there and we have a reactor which is called hydrothermal carbonization reactor we produce this hydrochar make this fuel pellets these fuel pellets can take place of coal and this is not only the fuel pellets we can make substitute the carbon black and activated carbon uh, wherever the activated carbon is used we can use it for adsorbent or energy storage we have tested it for energy storage as well so food from food waste i can make carbon which will become part of your cell phone isn't it cool or which will be become of your cell phone charger like cell phone uh, that battery uh, rechargeable battery i can make from food waste the food that you throw down uh, today if i uh, from your house maybe after a year i will sell that food waste to you in the form of carbon <laughs> and uh, in in your cell phone so that that is possible that is uh, it's uh, the research shows that it is possible and uh, and it can be used as soil amendment can be carbon sequestered biochar can be used as a fuel so those that kind of leads a concept of what is known as circular economy uh, with the kind of zero waste concept so we have looked at though, we have uh, already done uh, like a lab scale we have we have a pelletizer we made those pellets as well these are my our own picture and then we are looking at uh, in terms of uh, socio economic environmental benefits like the full scale life cycle and analysis kind of stuff where it could be used in a gasifier and uh, and uh, economic aspect of it energy aspect of it and everything we are and we it can potentially be done in from a university campuses from the gated communities from food processing park we can get and it is easier to get uh, source segregated waste uh, from these locations ideally we should be able to get it from uh, throughout uh, throughout the country and some papers got published uh, which is uh, as part of the phd work and you can, as you can see it was in the news uh, it was in 2019 july 31st and it was in several newspaper and in fact 13 14 newspaper had picked up that story so we are working on those stuff right now just for your uh, to ex to get you excited uh, those of you who are uh, interested to do research and you can always write to us and uh, we are trying to uh, take this kitchen and food processing waste and make different value added products uh, biogas biomethane biofertilizers uh, even bioplastics and biopolymer so all those different stuff we are trying to make in our lab at iit kharagpur and when i say we like i have some colleagues as well and uh, several phd students and master student so this is uh, right now they see the winter is coming uh, and then when the winter comes uh, many of you are in delhi you start getting that problem of uh, burning of uh, uh like uh, rice straw and wheat straw from punjab haryana and western up and you get all those stuff so to solve that problem we can have a straw stubble green waste uh, agricultural waste dry waste food waste we can have do hydrochar pellets as i told you energy application soil amendment and all that and and it, this process also has water uh the water is we don't we are not adding water we are getting this water because the food waste has water food waste has almost uh 50 60% moisture sometimes even more so this organic rich process water we can do anaerobic digestion and produce gas which is uh, can go through the governments that cbg program compressed biogas program so these are the stuff that we need to look at now now pandemic uh because if this was what we were we were working on until now and then suddenly this pandemic hit us in march labs are closed my phd students some of you probably might be in audience right now uh but we are uh, uh, we are stuck and uh, because of this uh, pandemic but the pandemic also has created lot of waste management challenges uh, which we are trying to address as well so as you can see this plastic especially plastics food waste also has changed uh, uh like people did lot of uh, panic buying 
and that led to a lot of panic buying by the people that led to a lot of uh, uh, food waste being generated and online delivery that also a lot of packaging sometimes you end up uh, getting more than what you need and of course lots and lots of plastic waste and ppe disposal that again is a big problem like how to dispose them uh, stockpiling that also leads to a lot of uh, uh, additional waste generation as well ppe as you look at most of the ppe stuff is based off uh, your uh, plastic plastic and other polymers and right now they have uh, helped in terms of corona crisis but once you discard it i have i kept on saying you uh, that every time i talk about plastic waste i say that plastic as a material is not that much of a problem other than those single use plastic it is that plastic waste the waste which you dump it into the environment without proper managing it that becomes a problem so if you can manage this plastic waste properly it does it not of a big deal so in terms of the waste coming from this coronavirus pandemic if it's a biomedical waste of course there is a separate uh, the way it has to be managed there is a cpcb guideline there is also a cpcb also come up with a corona waste like a covid waste guideline as well uh, where uh, we have a designated uh, biomedical waste treatment facilities like for this area we have in haldia uh, so haldia which is a port uh, so uh, so every area if you can look up on google you will find you have a uh, facility as uh, they have approved by cpcb they are supposed to come and collect it and mostly they do incineration uh, they have to have an incineration as a control burning and at the, also they do autoclave and other stuff and they make it uh, uh, like less harmful and some of the stuff after it is less harmful can potentially be recycled as well so so there are two categories like the red red bag and the blue bag and the yellow bag red bag is of course it has to be incinerated blue bag can be in uh, autoclaved and can be uh, recycled uh, for other uh, if if recyclables are there but this plastic has really uh, created a lot of problem so that also discouraged plastic recycling center because we had uh, slump in oil prices plastic is essentially coming from oil if the oil prices goes down making new plastic gets cheaper people could not come for job uh, for, for the work because of the lockdown and the things were closed see waste collection is an essential service waste recycling is not so because of that we had staff shortages waste uh, recycling got impacted there was a transport restriction as well so all those uh, had an impact on uh, plastic recycling and other recycling as well there is a hygiene concern concern for people that they think the single use bag is much better than the reusable bag because this may have viruses sticking there and then i will get exposed to that so those issues are also uh, created a lot of problem then uh, plastic bag bans are being rolled back in many parts of the world because of this coronavirus fear uh, spur cities to reverse hard fought single uh, use uh, stuff post corona world so what what post covid what what how it will happen we'll see a aggressive plastic industry try to sell a lot of plastic products including single use single use plastic is what we need to keep on working on reducing single use plastic uh getting people's behavior change right now if you don't give them plastic bag they are not happy they want plastic bag in those stores because they think that's the hygienic although that's not always correct because uh, this virus does stay on plastic services as well uh the that we don't know much about the virus but the limited knowledge that we have regarding the virus we know that uh, some metal surface uh, such as this copper uh, stuff it, it does not it stays only for few hours but other than that 
most of the surfaces it can stay for two to three days. Now that is also impacting the recycling business because we are not we are the, we are we are afraid to touch that garbage for two to three days. So we want to we will just collect it and then dump it in a corner. But that means we need a bigger space now. Do we need additional storage space for uh, keeping that recyclable for two to three days? Plastics does does help us, but uh, are we responsible users? So we have this litter everywhere. So even somebody talks, say somebody has put that out there. The biggest virus on earth is actually still human behavior. And that uh, we see during this COVID as well, still you will find many people without mask. Um, in fact, even some of the world leaders don't wear masks, so what we can do. So uh, proposed practice to fight future pandemics in try to reduce uh, manual labor to automated system. Country like India, again, we have a, we need jobs. But uh, with, uh, we have to prevent people from virus as well. So I try to go at least some sort of automated system. So human touch is uh, as less as possible. And then wherever the human touch is there, we have to give them proper PPE, uh, personal protective equipment, so they don't get exposed to virus. Although latest science is suggesting that uh, it is uh, most dangerous, uh, like uh, in terms of virus getting from uh, one person to another person is through the uh, one like uh, through aerosol. So it's not uh, through the air, not through uh, touching of the surface and all that. But again, we don't know much. Uh, uh, tomorrow we may have some other things as well. So we can go for uh, waste to energy, again, at a controlled environment, at a high temperature. Chemical recycling could be there. Going towards bioplastic, more recircular economy stuff. Then uh, in terms of, uh, we looked into the solid waste management trends during this COVID-19 crisis. And uh, we looked at uh, waste from the house, waste from quarantine homes, temporary medical facilities, healthcare facilities, what, how it should be sorted and stored, uh, uh, like segregation should be encouraged. Uh, anything which has uh, uh, people uh, who are suspected, even suspected people uh, with COVID, that waste has to be collected separately. It should be double line sealed bags with a specified symbol. And uh, we put it in a separate bag and then it should be collected separately as well. And uh, more trucks may be required, collection may, may be increased, may require more number of trucks, increased frequency of collection, and then try to go through this composting, anaerobic digestion, recycling, secure landfill, and automated treatment facilities should be encouraged as much as possible. So we have to have social, institutional, personal behavior change post-COVID world, where you reduce plastic pollution and change in perception of plastic as hygiene, reduce waste generation, source segregation, invest in research, promote social awareness, all those things uh, in detail we looked at. And we have in fact published two papers of uh, during this, during this uh, pandemic only, we have published these two papers, one on for the entire solid waste, which we're talking today, in terms of effective solid waste management during and post COVID-19. Uh, this paper is available. If, and if you are interested, I'll be more than happy to share. Uh, you can uh, link with you and you can download that paper. And uh, we also looked at plastic on uh, just on plastic. So how to look at plastic uh, during and after uh, coronavirus pandemic. So now very quickly, uh, next two, three minutes, and then I'll stop. Uh, it's a, I, this is one project that we have been working on uh, with National Geographic Society, uh, where uh, we have tried to see how, the, how to prevent plastic from reaching the ocean. 
So this is part of uh, uh, like a National Geographic uh, Society project, uh, National Geographic TV. You may be familiar with. So we have looked. We have looked at several sites along the River Ganges, and we have done sampling and try to find out how much waste is being mismanaged, how to prevent the waste from getting mismanaged and getting into uh, getting into our river uh, uh, like uh, Ganga, and so that finally getting into ocean. So these are this is our team. This is uh, uh, my students who worked on it, uh, uh, and then the, this is my partner from US and. myself in this was in rishikesh and this is again in rishikesh uh, uh, like her students as well uh, joined us and uh, so we had a lot of field work at all those particular sites and then we have done a lot of work but today just i want to show you one uh, gra graph here so we have uh, done what is known as uh, uh, look at the litter how much litter is uh, is being uh, so along the Along these all these cities, the Harsil, Rishikesh, Anupshahar, Kannauj, Varanasi, Patna, Sahibganj, Rajbari, Chandpur, and uh, Chafsan. Last three is in Bangladesh, and this seven is in uh, India. So we had looked at 56,881 items we found, and that was only at a not uh, we did a limited area. It was just a sampled area, so we can calculate litter density, which is the density per square meter, and then we can predict how much litter is coming out. But individually, we counted this many items. 56,881 items was counted in these 10 locations, and mostly plastic food wrappers, tobacco sachets. Uh, seat like plastic fragments paper cigarettes so those were the major ones but there were a lot of other as well then all we there was another project where i was involved to look at the plastic as a key to addressing ocean pollution this was funded by uh, what is a high level panel for sustainable ocean economy it's a unique initiative by 14 world leaders so world leaders from around the like from uh, pretty much uh, several places in the world uh, from canada all the way to your uh, like uh, japan and uh, it under uh, the chair under the guidance of un uh, uh un program un special general special envoy for the ocean peter thompson so he was kind of uh, uh, overall uh, uh, like a in charge for this so we have uh, done a, a what is known as a blue paper uh, which is we looked at leveraging multi strata strategy to address plastic pollution in the context of already stressed ocean so myself uh, ali moss and jena chambak jena was the same lady who was in the other picture with, with whom i'm doing that uh, national geographic project and then we had uh, uh, contributors from all over the world we had contributors pretty much uh, from every continent and who contributed towards this around 65 pages blue paper again this is available on public domain you can download it and you can read it so we looked at the plastic pollution to ocean but we looked at the pollution from all the other sources as well including solid waste and and we come up with how to Uh, the recommendation of how to improve, how what we need to do for improving wastewater infrastructure, stormwater management, uh, resource efficiency, recover, recycle, and local like go towards a decentralized approach and all that. So this slide I keep on showing everywhere whenever I present. So I did not I did not miss it this time as well. So. this is uh, i have i offer a course uh, online course it's a book course this is the fourth offering right now and where uh, uh, people uh, uh, are going on and uh, you can uh, you one can uh, take this course and learn more about the waste management so last slide what are the take home messages in terms of uh, pandemic pre pandemic post pandemic during pandemic number one thing we have to focus on is source segregation 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 getting good quality data having bad data is actually worse than having no data because bad data means you will do all your design based on bad data and that will create a problem so you need to have good quality data 
capacity building in terms of ulb infrastructure hard infrastructure as well as soft infrastructure having trained manpower having a lot of people understand what is waste management and uh, pandemic now as you saw has created more challenges so innovation social responsibility corporate action and government policies those are of course needed vital for change and it is individual effort also is very very important so thank you for your attention and i'm uh, i hope uh, it was interesting uh, and then i'm open for uh, quest any questions that you have thank you very well thank you very much sir thank you it is always a delight and pleasure to listen to you wonderful talk as always uh, and always uh, i i get back i get home with a lot of learning lessons thank you very much um so i have a few initial thoughts i would like to uh, place in front of you um, before i invite other discussions um so you have uh, very clearly mentioned about the merits demerits of uh, uh, different kinds of waste management techniques and then you brought about uh, your research on electric cars um and then you say that uh, over the long period you know longer period of term it might not be very um, helpful in the sense that uh, for for the for the objective that these cars are being promoted uh, uh, so has the government of india in general been alerted about it uh if uh, if it isn't sustainable sir uh, then why at the first place uh, do we intend to go ahead by uh, incorporating or by uh, investing our scarce resources that is my first submission second is that um, i was just uh, looking at the uh, at your uh, high level uh, panel for ocean pollution the study that you did uh, we did not have india as one of the uh, Uh, one of the states one of the nation states uh, why was it if uh, there are any answers to it and uh, another point that um, uh, public health during the pandemic uh, is uh, you know it is jeopardized at multiple levels and beginning from covid 19 itself and um, as the evidence shows uh, the improper disposal of biomedical and Uh, further raises the um, problems or challenges to uh, public health with significant impact on the environment uh, why is there a comp complacency because we all know that there is a challenge but why is uh, why are things not moving in the way or in the war footing which other countries uh, perhaps in the developed west as you mentioned that western european countries and uh, even in the americas they are doing quite well why aren't we moving in that direction and um, uh, if we are uh, if we continue to go in this uh, very pace um, what do you think would be uh, the implications a pandemic at another scale over to you sir okay so so in terms of electric car actually i want to uh, maybe there was a maybe a little bit of confusion now what i said was as of today Uh, based on the present energy mix that we have in india uh, moving from gasoline car to electric car is not going to help much from a environmental point of view as we make progress and we move to more renewable energy if we our renewable energy is more than 65 70% then going to electric car makes sense as of today where we are uh, mostly coal based thermal power plant which we are getting energy moving from uh, gasoline car to electric car is just you are shifting the problem you are not solving the problem 
And the other thing we need to look at electric car is that rare earth metals. Those rare earth metals, again, there is a, a most of them comes from China. So China is number one producer of rare earth metals in the world today. And so there is a reliance on China as well on in terms of uh, getting those rare earth. We can get rare earth, some of the rare earth by recycling our uh, batteries and other things uh, within India itself, but we don't have those facilities right now. So in terms of electric car, again, uh, uh, what saying that today, it, if you move like tomorrow overnight, if we change to electric car, it is not going to help the environment. But we have to work towards getting into renewables. And then we are at a stage of around 65, 70% renewable. Then it will make sense to move to electric car. In California, they did that study. In late 90s, there was a push in California to move towards electric car. But they did a study and they did not do this movement until uh, last few years, like uh, last uh, in the last decade, they are moving towards electric car. And in that uh, study they found in late 90s, the study was done that moving to electric car was not going to make much sense because the energy uh, in, from environmental point of view, it does not really make sense. Of course, you can move from the city to the outskirts in terms of pollutions. Now, in terms of your other second question on high level panel, uh, that yes, uh, I'm not aware why India was not part of that actually. Uh, this was done by World Resource Institute, and uh, uh, we do uh, have uh, like a good boundary. We do have uh, like Arabian Sea, uh, Indian Ocean, Bay of Bengal. So, but somehow I don't know why India was not part of that. Actually, I don't have the answer to it. So, but I will try to find out <laughs> from uh, my friends at World Resource Institute, and then let you know. And uh, biomedical waste or general waste uh, during this uh, public health crisis, uh, many countries are actually are struggling. One thing we should also realize that uh, uh, during this pandemic, uh, uh, if you look at the hospitals, they are overloaded. Now, I give it uh, for the example of uh, our area right now. In uh, we have, uh, as I said, our designated biomedical uh, waste treatment facility is in Haldia. Uh, so Haldia is around, uh, around, around two hours, two and a half hours, depending on traffic, it will take from here to go to Haldia. So the truck is supposed to come from there and biomedical waste collection truck, and it should take it within 48 hours from our hostel, uh, from our hospitals in and around Kharagpur area right now. But many times they're not able to because they are overburdened because their number of people going to those hospitals are much higher now. Even every hospital nowadays, you hear that we are not getting beds. Uh, in hospital, people are not able to find bed. So those, uh, since there is a uh, lot of uh, demand and not enough infrastructure, and see, pandemic happens once in a while. So one one uh, obvious answer is let's make a lot of uh, this biomedical waste facility. But what they will do after pandemic? After pandemic, if they stay, if they, they don't get enough garbage, they will not be able to run those. They, they don't get enough biomedical waste, they will not be able to run those plants. So we have to have a balance, but it has to be managed properly. I'm not saying uh, it, the waste needs to be managed properly. This biomedical waste has to be collected as per the rule, the CPCB rule during this COVID-19 is that within 48 hours, the biomedical waste has to be collected from these facilities and has to be treated properly. That's from the hospital, but from isolation center, from our Indian individual homes and other stuff, it is the responsibility of Ministry of Urban Development, our municipalities. Municipalities has to collect it and bring it to this hospital from where this uh, biomedical waste facility will collect it and take it to their location. So any, as you know, in our India, rules are always there. Uh, the intent of the rule is also okay. 
but it is always the problem comes say because of lack of infrastructure to implement that rule and also willingness and making that extra effort some countries are doing better than us uh, out in terms of covid in fact one of the best country in the world the so called they call themselves one of the best countries also not doing that well and uh, uh, i'm talking about united states so they they are also having in fact a uh, lot of cases lot of stuff and lot of is but yeah, of course their facilities are much better than us they have the infrastructure is better so they that's why you don't see biomedical waste kind of lying around over there as you may see in indian context but they are also struggling uh, in terms of managing stuff uh, sure sure thank you very much sir for your responses so uh, with uh, with these initial few uh, comments i would come back to the uh, the questions that have been uh, put put forth in the chat box by the audience uh, before that i would like to invite our discussants uh, uh, and i would request uh, the discussants to be very brief and pose the direct questions um, in in a, in a couple of minutes and your few the observations if you have any uh, for another couple of minutes so uh, take maximum of 5 minutes each uh, for each of the discussions with these few words i invite uh, professor Ut to uh, make your comments so over to you professor utpalde sir if you could unmute your mic ha uh ha -huh. thank you actually uh, outside suddenly i was talking to arjun suddenly thunderstorm started outside so signal is very poor so can you hear me now i i could join much later so so actually from from mobile i am uh, doing uh, this tethering now wifi gone suddenly so um, yeah. <laughs> okay. so rajesh ji just one thing do you think because post pandemic situation you are thinking we need some steps for managing the biomedical waste or all these things so do, do you think there will be surge of biomedical waste because of this pandemic because of people are using mask and other things that's why because uh, i i don't think these are contributing significant as usual there is a biomedical waste in india we have to Uh, follow so it is not much different from that so it, it, that will be continued and what is not followed in every every places i think that has to be enforced only only not only legal thing i don't know whether you have seen that angle that if it is linked to it any market system then it may be uh, um, implemented in a better way means everywhere now market system operates uh, in, in a much more efficient way if you employ some people for example for the disposal of the biomedical waste or any kind of waste same way so some places you need where to dump it how to dispose whether that will have a site contamination or not how to manage it so many things come no so institutional arrangement by employing people or engaging in some thing so there is some cost involved in it and it has some uh, what you call side impact that is externality cost what we call but if it is linked to it some market maybe that cost may be much lower and more efficient or yeah, the same um, waste management can take place 
as as for example when we when we talk of this uh, visiting the park people take inside the plastic bottles take food inside many of these things so some places what they did that deposit refund system when you take inside the thing you have to deposit some 10 20 rupees like that so if you bring back all the plastics and the wastes and you show them they refund you money that means if they bring back then they will get back the money uh, only minimum amount they may deduct so what happens that you don't need to employ anybody whereas park remain clean as good as so it cleans because you are enforcing them to pay otherwise if you don't bring back you will not get back the money so we have to engage somebody for cleaning there's an example like that so basically it is a market system so cost of that is within that internalized when you are doing so biomedical waste also similar such type if some market can be involved whether that is possible or not whether that angle you 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 have seen or you have any point to make yes so can i respond like uh, sir, it, uh, sir, yeah uh, i would uh, before responding to okay. uh, each of the before responding to each of the discussions uh, comments i would like all the discussants to make their remarks and then uh, together sure. you can you can respond. perhaps there might be an Uh, i request i request professor um, uday shankar who is joining us from uh, iit kharagpur to make his uh, comments sir professor shankar if you can hear me and uh, if you could also turn on your video so i i have no question to ask uh, this is really a very enriching session so thanks to impri and thanks to professor dubey for organizing a wonderful session so i have no specific question uh, to professor dube but thank you very much sir thank you very much for that uh, motivation um, i now request uh, ms ritika uh, senior research assistant at hello so it was a very nice presentation and as you have said in your take home messages that we have to segregate the waste so my question to you is can we do centralized segregation instead of source segregation okay so yes uh, like sir i can, think uh, sir we can take few more questions then okay. you can answer okay okay yes. sure Sine? will that be good yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, my connection was a bit unstable. Could you please? Ah, so I am saying that uh, we can collect sure, more question like, uh, and then sir can answer, right? Go ahead. Because we also have Q and A's, uh, many questions coming. Arjun, I am not like, able. Sir, I am saying that uh, in the next round, hmm. uh, uh, because we have many question on Q and A also. Sure, sure. Right. So Anshula, why not you go Anshula, first? Anshula, please, please go ahead, Anshula, and followed by Anshula, uh, I request Arjun to make his comments. thank you yes sir so my question professor is and uh, so i have proper data collection and waste audit in designing uh, effective waste management systems what is the scenario anshula come again yeah uh, anshula yes please repeat yes hello yes 
Yes, my question to Professor Dube, and you touched upon this in your presentation, sir, is that why is it necessary to have proper data collection and waste audit for designing effective waste management systems? Okay. Sure. Sure. So I can uh, respond yeah. to these three. Yeah. I can so, also. I can also so, add in. Yeah, add in. Go ahead. Yes. 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 I have uh, a few, many of the questions. So one thing. As, as being our garbologist, I really want to understand in this difficult time now that with waste, there is also stigma and also geography. So something what we always see as something called waste imperialism that, you know, from city areas to peri-urban areas or rural areas or from America to our Tamil Nadu coast, you know, the whole link and where it is going. And uh, then, sir, you rightly mentioned the point about the electric car and what is the source of fuel we are uh, using. So what is the point that if you ban the diesel cars in Delhi and then all the cars are, you know, the, the, those diesel car, cars are polluting our Himalayas or, or any small cities. And uh, that, that was a very pertinent point. And uh, what should we do in, in that regard that uh, just to even in, uh, in New Delhi, we have cycle and uh, many other schemes to uh, reduce this. And uh, then I really had this, uh, uh, interesting uh, question. I think Simi can ask uh, that question on, on soil, uh, soil waste, Simi, yes. And then, sir, I really wanted to know your views on uh, the EIA draft, that uh, what do you think uh, from the waste or resource management point of view, the, the EIA draft which has come, which, which is also pushing businesses uh, in terms of ease of doing businesses. But what do you think the landscape, geography or sustainable development is it taking care of that from especially the solid waste management? Uh, after than that, I uh, really wanted to touch upon our uh, other schemes like uh, Namami Gange. Uh, sir is also doing a project. Sir, what has been the impact of that project and uh, are things really yielding to anything other than the STPs and other new regulation from the SWM 2016 rules which has come? Uh, are they going to be relaxed in this coronavirus pandemic or uh, are we here now again uh, seeing uh, a, a new 2021 rules uh, just because of the COVID? So will it be just the game, uh, this rules getting updated, but there is no impact assessment as such, uh, which is being done. Uh, related to it, uh, Swaj Bharat Mission uh, also now we have uh, all the latrine uh, coverage in the household covered. That was the open defecation thing, I think we have uh, really moved past that, rightly so. And uh, uh, Swaj Bharat Mission really did not have that much of capability, especially for the cities to install that kind of infrastructure, which can, you know, uh, have, you know, our uh, be it sewerage, be it sewage, or be it solid waste uh, uh, capacities, it has not uh, really led to. The program associated with it was uh, Amrut. Uh, Atal Mission for Rejuvenation and Urban Transformation, that has also not yielded much. I would say around 1.5 lakh crore uh, has been the spent so far. Vis-a-vis, uh, uh, -vis, we have the new infrastructure pipeline, which is uh, to the tune of 103 lakh crores. Very less urban projects there, around 16 lakh crores. Even in that, none of for these resources. So what will be these mega plans? Uh, uh, for the waste sector, as, as Ritika rightly pointed out, sir, that, sir, do we really have to uh, segregate at central level or source segregation? Is source segregation something which is, uh, as uh, Professor Utpal uh, rightly pointed out, that it is also very laborious. So what market mechanism uh, 
uh, th those sort of things can be done. Uh, uh, next, sir, uh, I wanted to uh, know something of from your practice. We have also tried in Jharkhand government to have uh, again the the study which you did in Guwahati and other places. What can be done, sir? In terms of the projects which cities and our uh, villages are taking, other than the segregation and uh, and uh, all the littering, anti-littering, and those things. Uh, in terms of incineration plants, uh, uh, in terms of you know uh, uh, the the waste dumps we have, large landfills we have, uh, in which direction these plants are moving? Are they feasible? Uh, and what should be the road road ahead uh, for these kind of uh, 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 steps which we are taking in terms of policy or as a tool? Uh, uh, also from the point of practitioner, but also from the point of view of government, what should they do in their terms? Uh, but most of all, what should we do in terms of uh, waste education, I would say, uh, for uh, for our young researchers and all over faculties to give as a message rightly. Uh, I would thank you and congratulate once again. Uh, sir, you can choose to answer this question. Then I think in the next round, Simi, you can really collect all the question and uh, briefly uh, uh, give to Professor Dubey to answer if in the next round. Sir, over to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So there are several points. So I'll try to go one by one. Uh, and uh, so starting with... Uh, uh, Professor Day's uh, comment regarding that biomedical waste and uh, uh, trying to have so there is a actually we have to follow biomedical waste rules of the uh, the CPCB rule is there uh, which has mandated certain companies so they have given uh, certain companies so companies have to apply to get the permit and based on that permit uh, these companies are allowed to operate so we already have uh, private parties. Uh, uh, they have been allotted certain areas. So every region, so a few district in a particular state is given to a particular company. Uh, the company may have multiple units. And so all the waste that is produced in that area is managed by them. In terms of recycling of biomedical, there are, there are two, if you go to any hospital, uh, which follows the biomedical waste rules, you will find that there will be a uh, red bag and a yellow bag. Red bag is essentially for going to anything which has touched the body fluids, anything with the body fluids, the blood and other stuff or anything related to uh, body fluids, it needs to go to the red bag and the red bag goes to uh, incineration. And uh, as per the rule, uh, it has to be burned. Uh, that's the rule says. Now for the yellow bag, there are recyclables there which can potentially be recycled, but after doing the disinfection, so you take it to a autoclave. That's what they do. They will do a autoclave and then they will take it out and it got, does give, go to recyclers. And uh, whether like they do employ certain people and then it goes to recycling. But we cannot have individual like rack pickers and small people coming and going into the hospitals and getting stuff because of the fear of infection and other, other fear that we have. But regular waste from hospital is same as any waste, like regular waste, like if you go and visit your friend there in the hospital and you eat something and you produce the waste in from the cafeteria and all, that is uh, as, as a normal municipal solid waste that has to be managed. And there, you, what you're talking about that uh, those, uh, uh, getting those small like NGOs and other people getting the, in the money and those things are possible to do that. Now, uh, then we had a question on uh, segregation in terms of whether uh, source segregation or centralized segregation. Source segregation is something which we prefer as a waste engineer because they, in that case, your waste is clean. Keeping the waste clean is uh, very, very important for any process. Uh, 
like if you look at when you look at the research papers you look at some of the pilot plants or even the existing plants so for example waste to energy plant or a compost plant in a compost plant if you have plastics if you have metals then that compost is not good that you will not be able to sell that compost so doing the source segregation is the best option but in the event that source segregation cannot be done in a transition period see we have to set up the system to do source segregation it will not happen overnight so in the transition period we can do a centralized segregation which again will not be that much helpful but at least will be better than doing no segregation so that's what uh, but our goal should always to have a effective waste management system our goal should be to have uh, uh, source segregation as much as possible at least wet and dry like what the municipal solid waste management rules 2016 tells us that at least do wet and dry i showed you the picture that wet means only the food waste and other stuff can go for composting biomethanation dry is your paper plastic glass metals and you can separate those stuff and there are markets the plastic like this evening you will watch ipl game you see that fancy t-shirt that uh, they they wear that again has recycled plastic so so those things are uh, used for that now there was a question from data see uh, uh, data as i mentioned in my last slide let take home message as well that data quality is very important right now in india uh, we don't really know how much really waste we produce per day all our guesstimates they are all estimates they are not real numbers because we haven't done the waste audit waste audit is where you go and try to get the actual value as much as as close to actual numbers as possible so i know that we will not be able to get with 100% accuracy those numbers but at least we should get to some uh, uh, like a level of uh, confidence that this is what waste we are producing and this is what is there in the garbage how much is paper how much is plastic how much is glass how much is metal how much is our food waste and yard waste and it is not only the waste that is produced at our home because as the waste travels from our home all the way to the disposal center or the treatment center in between we have the rag pickers taking some things out in between we have uh, cows and uh, other animals eating things stuff uh, eating things away and you will have uh, uh, even at the dump site you see people taking out the recyclables away so now if i set up a treatment plant for example i set up a waste to energy plant and i do the sampling from each houses like i go to some hig flats lig flats or mig flats lower income group medium income group high income group get some representative sample but not that's not the sample what the that this waste to energy plant will get when they really operate the plant because in between a lot of things has gone paper is gone plastic is gone because they rack pickers took it away food waste is gone because somebody uh, some animal ate it so what you have at the, the waste to energy plant is way different and then the plant is designed based on the data which was from the houses but the plant is running on the data which is with the values which is actual value on so the data quality like what is there that is very very important we need to really understand uh, the data because if you have a bad data to start with whatever plant you design if the data is not good then uh, your uh, plant will suffer now there were several questions from uh, uh, arjun uh, the stigma and uh, Uh, elect electric car again uh, you had a question on electric car as well electric car again what i'm trying to say is uh, as of today's energy mix electric car does not make sense in terms of from a environmental point of view but 
uh, out of like five years down the line, ten years down the line, when our energy uh, system improves, it may be different. We will have uh, uh, we'll we'll have a different. Uh, uh, the result might be different. Now, a stigma for the waste. Yes, it is there. It is the waste is mostly thrown out out of the outskirts of the city in in the areas where we have vulnerable population. Uh, we try to find the waste disposal. So there is a social justice issue. And uh, those things needs to be addressed as well, and uh, they are, they are supposed to be addressed as part of the document, like a, our rules, and it is also as part of our uh, say something like a EIA kind of draft, which also talks about those social angle and uh, other angles there too. So uh, so that, that's that's how it needs to be addressed. There is no, it takes time, um, but uh, there is a uh, uh, th th this is the way it has to be approached. Now, EIA draft, uh, I did have a look at it uh, for, for the waste management. If you look at the waste management point of view, we have the waste management rules. Of course, EIA does play a role over there as well. But EIA is much broader. And uh, some of the stuff in EIA, people are not that uh, like happy about because it kind of says that if I'm, I'm polluting, I will go and tell to the regulator that I am polluting. Please do something to me. Like that, nobody will do that, isn't it? So, so it's a lot of uh, self-regulation is there. In country like India, still the self-regulation does not work very well. We see that uh, in our day-to-day -day affair. We need to have some sort of uh, uh, regulation. The more uh, it, it will come out as uh, it has been debated upon, and once uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, people are making representation against those EIA drafts, so things are going uh, in 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 that uh, area as well. So now you had a question on incineration plant. Incineration plants. Uh, the reason many some incineration plants are working okay, uh, some have uh, are struggling, and the reason they are struggling is because again uh, they are getting a lot of uh, uh, wood uh, like uh, bricks, concrete pieces, a lot of those material which is not burnable, which will not combust, which will not contribute to energy. So when this gets mixed up, like for example, you visit some of the waste to energy plant in India, you will find the ash content to be around 40, 45 percent. 35, 40%, where if Western European countries will find 10 to 15%. So with that 40% ash, it is a headache for that waste to energy plant to, re, to uh, dispose that ash. I try to find a place for those ash. So that's, that's why they struggle. So having source segregation in place again will help in terms of uh, uh, incineration plant. Now with this pandemic and post pandemic, we will see a lot of uh, plastic related waste coming in, which has a high calorific value. So that may be a plus for incineration plant. But again, those incineration plant has to be worked at very high temperature, 1000 degrees centigrade and above to not to reduce air pollution. Otherwise, we'll have air pollution problems. And we have to have the air pollution system working as well. Now, you also talked about Namami Gange, Sochwarat Mission, Amrut and all that. Namami Gange, yes, I'm uh, like as part of the uh, uh, that um, consortium of IITs, uh, which we are involved in. In fact, uh, Professor Uday Shankar is uh, on uh, line as well. He is also, in fact, he has been involved before me because I came back to country in 2015. Uh, but this prog uh, this is going on, uh, I, I think, from you, uh, that uh, Manmohan Singh's first term or the second term, I don't remember. So this when this uh, project is started, uh, the name has changed, but it is uh, uh, the same project. So uh, it's, they are, uh, they have been, uh, so there are a lot, lot of, some, some work has been done in Namabingange side. Uh, STPs are being uh, built. And uh, you look at some of those uh, uh, 
uh, in terms of ghats and other stuff ghats crematoria and those things have been constructed but in terms of river quality still we are uh, we have not made that much of a progress in in the first part of pandemic we there was report that actually ganges is doing better uh, because of uh, industries being closed but now the recent report by cpcb suggests that actually it did, it did not do that well in fact the ganges river quality went down water quality went down during this uh, uh, pandemic period so uh, so there are again uh, glass is half full things are being done and it will uh, keep on making progress uh, on that side swachh bharat mission amrut uh, those uh, again the programs are very good we all know uh, but uh, implementation uh, if you look at the finances of both of uh, all these program not much money has been spent many of the ulbs are still does not have the adequate infrastructure to collect the source segregated garbage rule says segregate garbage trucks are we don't have trucks which can collect segregated garbage now if so what so how will implement those rules so we the ulbs have to get equipped uh, to get those uh, uh, the hard infrastructure that i was referring to we need to build a lot of hard infrastructure like uh, though all those trucks and other stuff uh, to really implement these uh, programs so i think uh, i covered try to cover everything and yes yes i think so sir uh, on the soil part i think simim is did some connection uh, actually uh, professor utpal day wanted to say something okay. i'll just i'll just add sir the metal content in our soil is so high uh, so uh, i i thought you could also touch upon since we are talking about waste management and uh, yes over to professor utpal day uh, simi you can collect the questions uh, right yes that is fine just after professor day has spoken i would just put in uh, the questions in brief uh, for sir so that he can take them all together and uh, briefly respond to them will professor yes we will also share the email id of uh, professor dubey so many people have many question i see uh, uh, okay professor dubey we will in the chat box Perhaps. i can put i can put my email yeah i can do my email address here no problem yes, because yes. many questions are coming professor professor day yes please yeah professor bojesh that yes, you told no can you hear me yeah i can you told no some market mechanism like is there some companies are interested for doing the cleaning work segregation all these how how they will do no so they are paid for that i i was uh, not trying to say like that market mechanism here involved which can internalize the same thing suppose the creator of the um, uh, garbage if they can be given some incentive then that may be more cleaning and as well as um, your expenditure will be less in the form of engaging some outside agencies like that mm -hmm. suppose if some of the industries who are emitting the garbages to the uh, rivers for example ganga etc so if they are said that before throwing it if you clean properly on its your own so your taxes will be relaxed by 5 or 10% so whatever money government will lose in the form of tax maybe the cleanliness will come up so much that their value will be much more that can happen so in your biomedical waste cases also those who are because what is happening that such a bharat mission somebody gave example i saw here that normally in all these cases expenditure is borne by somebody else 
as we are the employees paying 0.5% surcharge for the cleanliness. You remember mm -hmm. from your salary it is going. But the garbage you are not creating, created by somebody. So unless you use the command and control approach like that, so because not bearing any expenditure, so they don't have any control over them. So they will create. You have seen nowadays much cleaner trains and other places also. Many things happen. But who is paying for that? Paying somebody else. And those who are creating the garbage, so in their mindset, it will not come in that way. Mm -hmm. Instead, if it is uh, entrusted that those who are creating, maybe some relaxation in the ticket will be given. If you don't throw your picture, you upload that your surrounding in the compartment is clean while you've gone out after the end of journey. So next time when you buy ticket, 5% less you have to pay. For example, just as yeah. one example, yeah. it may not yeah. be applicable in other cases. So what will happen? You will not need to charge from others for cleaning this. Hmm. That will automatically be clean, isn't it? Yeah. So the hospitals who are throwing are responsible for creating this, if they are given some concessions, that is called incentive. So that is also one market mechanism and whether that can be implemented or not, that was uh, means my contention. So always sure. the punishment does not work, that if yeah. you do this, you will be punished or you're more charged license will be cancelled, rather incentive can work better. And that is more economical. Mm -hmm. Overall, uh, society's perspective, if you see, there are uh, several examples like that. Yes, anyway. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Professor Utpalde. Uh, by the time, uh, sir, uh, response, I would uh, just collate all the questions, sir, uh, Professor Dubey, for you, uh, in short, and uh, you can briefly respond to them so that we can wind up in the next 10 minutes. So uh, the first question is, um, how do we, we have spoken about um, urban waste management, but uh, there's a question about how do we manage uh, village waste where there is no garbage management system available and uh, people are not even aware of uh, waste management. And uh, you know, what type of jobs will be generated in uh, solid waste management in the coming future? Um, then uh, there's a question on uh, uh, I think perhaps from your student, Roshan Saxena, that uh, the scenarios for pl plastic waste management as his startup has been selected uh, by the Madhya Pradesh government smart city, congratulations. Uh, it is about uh, converting waste, plas waste plastic to fuel and uh, which fuel is feasible from uh, waste plastic, diesel, kerosene or biofuels. So if you, if you could elaborate on this, sir. Um, another uh, question is, uh, from uh, Ms. Shifali Bakshi. She is a co-founder and entrepreneur of a waste management foundation. And her concern is that what solutions do we offer with respect to food container disposal? Uh, it is plastic, but has food remains and fully biodegradable cutlery is not found around. So uh, what are the uh, alternatives so that uh, we can pr proceed? Uh, further, what are the methodologies we can uh, adopt to manage waste generated during and post-pandemic. Post I think that, that has been uh, clearly mentioned, brought out by you in your presentation. Uh, I recommend uh, looking at the YouTube link after uh, the program uh, for the question, per the person who has asked the question. And uh, is, still, uh, is uh, the landfill um, still the best solution for waste management in India uh, where there is a lot of scarcity of land? What should be the way ahead? 
for this movement. So, so lots of questions, but if you could just uh, briefly summarize and respond to them. Over to you, Professor Brijesh Dubey. Okay, thank you. So in terms of the rural area, um, there is uh, uh, like a, if you Ministry of say solid waste management rules, which is uh, mostly focuses on the urban for they also cover rural, but for the rural, there is also it comes under Ministry of Drinking Water and Sanitation. So Ministry of Drinking Water and Sanitation has come up with this what is known as SLWM solid and liquid waste management manual. So the manual is there and uh, uh, the uh, assumption is that in rural area, it will be mostly organics or it, you can separate organics and plastics, although plastics are there in the rural areas too. But on the organics, you can, what they're suggesting is go for composting for most part and biomethanation plant. That's what, uh, and the dry waste, it is assumed in that manual that dry waste will not be that much. So you can, uh, you can just, uh, it's, so it's not, does not talk much about the dry waste. It talks mostly about the organic waste. So it is, uh, there is a manual, but as of today, we are seeing considerably like a good amount of plastics and other dry waste coming into the rural area. But again, it becomes a problem of economy of scale since uh, it is there, but it is not of a sufficient quantity to really set up a big, uh, a decent plant because any plant has to get certain tons per day. If it does not get that much tons per day, it is not economically viable or profitable. So that, that becomes an issue in terms of rural area. So that is the challenge uh, in the rural uh, sector. So what you can do in the rural, uh, for example, for plastics, people are making those eco brick. You may be heard about that eco brick uh, uh, movement is going around where they take the plastic bottle, put all those uh, uh, recyclable plastic and then make it really tight and use it for doing a small construction and other stuff. So those kind of solution or uh, for papers, you can have a small industry where you take the paper and make the paper bag out of that. Or those things uh, can be small, uh, small scale industries can be developed for the dry waste. And for wet waste, you can do those uh, uh, which we already talked about. Now, waste plastic to fuel, again, yeah, plastic oil, uh, plastic uh, uh, like uh, biodiesel, uh, and it also depends on what kind of plastic you, you are using. So plastic, there are variety of plastics out there. So uh, I would suggest that you look at uh, CEPT, uh, uh, like CEPT, I think that's Hyderabad, uh, CEPT Hyderabad uh, website. And they have a very detailed, like uh, I'm a waste management person. I'm not a plastic expert. So I'm, my, I'm a civil environmental engineer. I'm not a polymer, <laughs> polymer person. But yes, you can do uh, uh, like a uh, diesel. You can do plastic, what is known as plastic to oil. Uh, but CPT website, I would encourage you to look at where they kind of go into detail uh, of uh, this kind of project. That will be a good resource to have. And of course, if you, you have emailed me in the back. Uh, I think it's Roshan. And you can always, uh, if you have further question, you can send an email. I'll always try to reply. Then uh, in terms of food containers, uh, that's uh, uh, if as per the source segregation, there are some countries in the world where people actually clean those food containers before disposing them. So if the food item is a stick with that, then finding sending into the landfill becomes an only option actually which is, so we need to at least rinse it. Rinse it, get rid of those food items, uh, if anything, food attached to it, so that it can go to the recyclable. It can be recycled. Or if it's uh, if in that particular area, if it's mostly these are LDPE, 
if that ldp is not recycled in that area the recycle system is not there it can go to a local cement kiln it can go to uh, a waste to energy plant if they are available because it has good calorific value so that's how uh, so it's actually your uh, plastic recycler will take that food container from you as long as you keep it clean if you have food item in there then it becomes a problem now is landfill landfill actually is not the solution uh, because it's not only the problem of land it's also the long term if you look at landfill means you have to keep keep an eye on that waste disposal site for many many years and you don't know what will happen in future but as you saw that picture the global uh, snapshot where even in europe they have to send around 30% of the waste to the landfill mostly from the eastern european countries western european countries the number is in single digit so it is around 3% to 10 11 12%. So if you go to Germany, Denmark, Netherlands, Austria, those countries are working on waste management for almost 40 50 years now. But even in those countries, they have to send some waste to the landfill just because there is no technology to recycle. Because there will always be some waste stream for which you will not have any any technology. So for those waste stream, you need a landfill. And that landfill can last for a longer time, but you should once if you do the source segregation most of the dry waste can be recycled resource recovery can be done from the wet waste so only a small fraction and will need to find a place in landfill and uh, that's why land landfill is a necessary evil we can say as a, is of in today's context based on present situation in india even if we make engineered landfill i find it a significant actually uh, improvement in terms of environmental performance at least my soil is not getting contaminated i have a control i can do the leachate collection system one can argue that many of these landfills are not designed properly we had issues of that in bangalore and some other places where landfill was not designed properly but that's a design problem that's not landfills problem that's not the technology problem it was not technology was not implemented properly so but many countries around the world do use landfill as a compulsion uh, some countries use it as a because that's a cheaper way of doing it uh, but uh, because as i said earlier there will always be some waste for which you need to have a sanitary landfill there was one question which i saw on the chat box which i wanted to uh, while uh, simi you were uh, collecting uh, together i found that to be so i just i will respond to that in a minute and uh, that question was talking about uh, uh, that biohazard waste infrastructure that uh, in uh, somebody like ajay kumar that uh, in india we don't have proper biomedical uh, bio, bio waste infrastructure even before pandemic and you are correct it uh, so if that was the case was it why the pandemic was not taken an opportunity to upgrade that biohazard treatment infrastructure it would have been good if government i totally agree uh, it was more of a comment rather than a question uh, that yes this was an opportunity for us like uh, uh, that to take uh, invest money through all this uh, pandemic related money which all, we all of us contributed a one day salary or something or the other so maybe part of that money could have could have or should have or even today it can be uh, invested to develop the uh, our biohazard waste management infrastructure because as professor dev was also saying that uh, some biomedical was mismanaged even before pandemic it will be mismanaged during pandemic and it will even be get mismanaged after pandemic if we don't improve the infrastructure so yes so we have to improve that so i think with that i would uh, end uh... yes thank you very much sir for uh, your words of wisdom and uh, everybody uh, 
has gained a lot i am very very sure and in fact there was a last comment which came from a person uh, living in uh, gujarat uh, who perhaps is a rhetorical question that uh, the the training for awareness of waste management should start, should start in the schools and i am sure you do agree uh, to it um, instead of just being uh, the sufferers of uh, or in fact you know <laughs> in fact polluters in we should rather have this education beginning from the school level itself and of course family of, uh, does play a great amount of role so with these uh, few words i am so thankful to you sir for having been so generous with your time um, and uh, Uh, it would uh, it is uh, it is a matter of great privilege that you uh, shared your uh, insights and words of wisdom with all of us and uh, i hope that uh, great policy measures can be taken out from your lecture as uh, we have our media partner with us uh, the india water portal and several other um, media outlets where we be releasing the uh, sending the press release uh, and the government takes note of it and uh, does an effective waste management during and post corona virus pandemic because we are still during this phase so thank you very much i also extend my warm uh, warm greetings to professor utpal de professor uday shankar um, anshula ritika dr arjun kumar and for the audience for being so lively and for asking so many questions in fact we need to have a separate uh, session with you sir with just question and answers and less of your talk and more of your questions of yes. responding to the questions that would be perhaps oh, okay. uh, the next I like to add yes. that uh, professor dubey would be joining us in many of our planet talks of course so, yes many those question we can cover if people yes. coming and utpal sir yes. while you are having thunderstorm professor dubey gave a very thunderstorm power powerpoint presentation <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah, thank you that yes. thank you thank so you so that's why we are double because i joined late <laughs> he is from namibia my student got recently got phd he also joined Yeah. Okay. Great, great. Congratulations. Their municipality, whether you create wastes or not, every family has to pay tax, hmm. and municipality will come and collect. So there is an incentive that since I am paying tax without creating garbage, why to pay tax? Better to create as much <laughs> as possible. So, so that's why I was telling that incentive may work better there. If you don't create, then you will be given some relaxation. Yes. Yes. Isn't? Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Well taken, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. He, he, okay. He just got PhD. He came from oh. University of Namibia. Great. Congratulations. I. We all extend our congratulations. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Professor Dubey. Tell anything you. you want Thank to you. say. Yes. And we have shared the email ID. We'll also share at other places. Mm -hmm. So if anyone can uh, want to join the course of Professor Dubey or have any question or any report to yes. look. this scientific approach of solid waste management yes yes to everyone yes. and have, have a nice evening thank have you. a very pleasant evening thank you very much sir once thank again you. thank you thank, thank you sir. thank you thank you thank you bye